D'Amico Ryan speaks at the NFL Combine. What are the takeaways that should make a lot of Texan fans happy to hear? Cody and I discussed the overall tone of D'Amico Ryan's and Nick Casario's press conference. And to tie it all in, we want to develop a great team here that we can deliver wins to the city of Houston. We want to deliver a championship here to the city of Houston, and that's what it, that's what it'll be about. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Thursday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Excuse me. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. I'm John Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by none other than Sports Illustrators and Texans credentialed media members own Cody Davis. D'Amico Ryan spoke at the press conference. So for today, Cody and I will look at the overall tone between Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan's. But first, we will focus on D'Amico Ryan's press conference mm. at the NFL Combine. There were a lot of great takeaways, and I think that, Cody, I'll let you really kick it off, but I think that, you know, I don't think this team is necessarily playing for the rebuild card this year. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I think that this team will come out in a better, with a better roster after free agency in the draft. That's what I took away. That's one of my takeaways, but by all means, please kick it off. Uh, my, my biggest takeaway from D'Amico Ryans was the fact I do agree with you that this team isn't playing for the rebuild card. On yesterday, I talked about how when Nick Casario spoke, I talked about how it seemed like they are finally moving into phase two of this rebuild. And I know a lot of us, including myself, we think a lot of the top tier talents that the Texans are going to get this offseason – it's going to come through the draft, and rightfully so. However, it seems like um, D'Amico Ryan has his eyes set on making a couple of splashes in free agency. Um, he talked about the fact that, you know, it is a possibility, a possibility that the Houston Texans will draft a quarterback with their top overall selection. But he also mentioned the fact that they're still going to go out in free agency and try to bring in a veteran quarterback. He was asked about Jimmy Garoppolo, and he didn't, he didn't say that the Houston Texans were going to go after Jimmy, but he did say that he used Jimmy Garoppolo as an example on how there are a lot of talent, a lot of veteran talent, and a lot of talents talents that can actually be utilized for the Houston Texans for this upcoming season to actually go out there and make a big make a big splash he talked about when Jimmy Garoppolo came to San Francisco I believe it was in 2019 when they traded for him and they had an opportunity to 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 get five wins and one of my favorite parts of D'Amico Ryan's press conference was the fact that he said you know it's not about going out there getting a free name the big name players it's all about getting players who can actually fit in your system and that's how you make them be successful, which, of course, make the coaches look successful and also and ultimately make the team look successful. But overall, once again, love everything that I heard from D'Amico Ryans. And I cannot wait to see. I know we all excited about the draft, but I cannot wait to see how the parent of Ryans and Casario is going to be able to be beneficial for this organization and free agency. Where it kicks off in two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, and the year you were referring to with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was 2017. 2017. But I'm glad that you mentioned <clears throat> how the pairing between uh, Ryan's and Casario will work out because one of the top takeaways for me, honestly, was when he was asked about his working relationship with general manager Nick Casario. Uh, as to he, which he replied, it's been awesome working with Nick. We hit the ground running. We haven't. There hasn't been many breaks or much rest. Nick is awesome to work with. Nick is very knowledgeable, uh, and I'm happy to be a part of a team that has a GM in place who has so much experience, a guy that I can bounce ideas off of. He's seen it done many ways, seen a lot of different players. Just having his knowledge and his experience has really been very beneficial to me. He continued by saying it's been a very smooth transition. Communication has been awesome with Nick. We see the game in the same way, which is great. <laughs> so I, I look at that, and I want to reference yesterday's uh, Nick Casario press conference when he described uh, D'Amico Ryans as someone who was awesome to work with. Same thing, mm. you know, D'Amico Ryans just said, open-minded, philosophical, philosophically, excuse me, D'Amico Ryans, and I feel the same way. And I, I look at those things immediately. I go back to the very first press conference that Lovey Smith and Nick Casario had here in Houston. And you can tell by then that they were not on the same page in terms of ideologies and philosophical, 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 oh my gosh, <laughs> the philosophies, excuse me, in terms of running a team. And I think that, again, pairing D'Amico Ryan's a young, bright mind with Nick Casario, who I think this would be, again, an opportunity for him to show what he really can do with a coach that people can buy into. It's amazing, and that leads me to D'Amico Ryan's being asked about how will the Texans approach the quarterback position. He said, mm -hmm. right now we have one quarterback on our roster, so we have, to, we have to add to that position. We'll do it through free agency and the draft. That's the same thing you mentioned, Kurt. I thought that those were probably my top two takeaways to kick it off from D'Amico Ryan's, just his relationship with Nick Asirio and understanding that these two men seemly – uh, have an idea of how they want this team to be ran. And Nick gave you that on uh, Tuesday. D'Amico gave it to you on Wednesday. So these two are on the same page. And I don't think that they're at the combine week to mess around. You're not going to be able mm -hmm. to divide them. They're giving you – they're saying the same thing. So there won't be, hey, D'Amico, you want to look at this? And, hey, Nick, you want to look at this? No, I don't think so. I think that they will be on the same page about how to build this roster, and they have a plan to upgrade that quarterback room. They're on the same page about that. So I took away from D'Amico Ryan's press conference. I am on the same page my general manager. My general manager is on the same page about me. We will build this roster. We'll do it the way we see fit uh, working together. It was a lot of we during their press conference <laughs> between both of them. It, and, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because last year it wasn't like that. I remember this time last year when we had an opportunity to hear from Lovey Smith. Um, Lovey Smith talked about in order for his defense to be ran successfully, he needs a guy that can actually dominate in the trenches. And what does Nick Casario do in the very first pick? You go out there and draft a quarterback that, that, that's not even successful in his system. And I just wanted to bring that up because, as we alluded to from – 
you know, when you take a look at the differences between Lovey Smith and D'Amico Ryan's, even though a lot of people are excited about D'Amico's hiring, um, some people are still afraid, like, oh, my God, how is this going to work out, especially given everything that we know about Nick over the last two years. However, John, I like that you put it because this is the second consecutive press conference where it wasn't I, I, I. It was we, we, we or him, him, him. So I like the fact that even when they, they, they are referring to each other more so other than how it was in the last regime where it was just I, me, and I. We are after the All-Star break. The end part of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Our new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. So don't miss out on the chance to get your uh, no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you bet with FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans. Even though John and myself are not at the NFL Combine, unfortunately, pray for us. You know what? Let me. Let me. You know what? (laughs) Next year, that's why I say pray for us. We will be there. I would have had an opportunity, (laughs) and I I I hated I couldn't make the Senior Bowl, right? But I'm telling you right now, if I get around the NFL Combine, my eyes are going to light up, not because. reporters around and everything i'm just gonna be on the i just want to watch i want to see what makes these guys go what the small details and making some of these players as good as they are uh and that's what i love about football man sometimes mm. i can forget about the media stuff i want to watch he really could on, on the field <laughs> man and what makes these players so good in order to bring that information back to you guys but i'm sorry go to cut you off Oh, no, no, you glad, you, you, I'm glad that you did that. Like I say, pray for us. Next year, we will be at the NFL Combine. But even though we're not there, we're still getting a lot of information. Um, John and myself were told by a source that the Houston Texans did meet with Alabama line rusher Will Anderson. He met with both the Texans and the Chicago Bears. Hmm, wonder what does that mean? Um, you know, just wanted to throw that nugget out there because, you know, even though we are all expecting the Texans to go after Bryce or CJ with that number two overall pick, um, I do like the fact that they are still exploring other options. And John, going back to what D'Amico Ryan's had to say about adding players at the quarterback position, you know, because, you know, we only have one under contract. Highly doubt he's going to be starter, uh, the starter come the 2023 campaign. But I do wonder if they are able to make a big splash at that position, whether it be getting one of those, you know, cream of the top veterans. Uh, I, I like the fact that if something happens, they they have enough information to switch over and divert to an, a, another top prospect, you know. So just wanted to throw that out there. Will Anderson did meet with the Houston Texans, and Anderson did say, that he had a very good meeting with general manager Nick Casario. I I would like to openly say that, man, we really don't know what none of these teams are going to do. That's the beauty of the NFL draft, right? At this point, no. You don't know. (laughs) And everybody's thought process is, well, if there was a generational quarterback, the Bears would be trading out and everything. 
you just don't know. Even with the Texans <laughs> and Nick Serio and D'Amico Ryans, they may feel like there's a player that can help them defend horizontally and vertically, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's you know, a lot of that. You get a defensive lineman at the edge that can create pressure consistently that helps out everybody else because now mm-hmm. the quarterback is, you know, rattled and trying to make a, a, a you know, all throw. Uh, it may be one of these quarterbacks that can help, <laughs> help this offense go, right? They may end up trying to make a trade. You never know with the NFL draft in the offseason, and that's what makes this league so great. But I want to get back to D'Amico Ryan's another takeaway. And this takeaway, honestly, from the press conference could have possibly – we could have discussed this in the first segment. That is, will you call the defensive plays? And that's a valid question because D'Amico Ryan's biggest – attribute is his ability to call plays on the defensive side of the ball now that he's a head coach i don't think that he should immediately take that away and so his response to whether or not you're going to call defensive plays was we're still going through that process right now haven't decided just yet but matt is very capable of calling defenses he's done it before he's knowledgeable of our scheme and how we want to play so i'm very confident in matt calling the plays as well uh, I think that this will be a situation where one guy is going to get a chance. I can see Matt Burke getting a chance to call defensive plays to start the year, but I don't think that his his leash is going to be long in terms of what we're going to do is evaluate, evaluate you right now week to week, and I think that there can be a scenario where by week seven to eight, depending on how this defense is playing, uh, D'Amico Ryans can step in and eventually start calling the plays. Now, I do believe that Matt Burke, with me saying that, Matt Burke, during that time span, time span excuse me, will be the defensive play caller. However, um, make no mistake, D'Amico Ryans will be heavily involved in those, you know, meeting those film rooms and meeting sessions, uh, putting this scheme together and understanding what player needs to do what on this particular down situation. So I think that they will – work heavily together in order to get this defense to go. I, I kind of think that D'Amico, because he's coming from Kyle Shanahan, I think he's probably going to utilize it the way Kyle Shanahan has been using it. Um, Cause we all know Kyle Shanahan is the one who are, who, who is there calling plays um, and creating schemes and stuff. But at the same time, he is relying heavily upon his coordinators. You know, last year it was um, Mike May Daniels the, um, this year, even though he wasn't the offensive coordinator, we heard a lot about how much he, he, he leaned upon Bobby Slowick and now Bobby Slowick is the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. Um, I, I think we're going to see that same that same structure from D'Amico Ryan's here with the Houston Texans as well. You know, he's going to be the one calling plays, but at the end of the day, as to improve his defensive schemes, as to you know leading upon his coordinators and and position coaches in order to continue putting these young continue putting all of the guys but more so the young guys like Christian Harris more so an ability to where they could get the best out of them I think it's going to be more so of a working combination unlike the last regime where it was just my way or the highway yeah no that that is fair and valid um I think that Again, he will be heavily involved in a lot of these meeting sessions and putting together the the, the scheme and, and really figuring out the players who he has on his roster. Now, that's what free agency in the offseason is for. You, know, you got the draft, got free agency, you got you know, got summertime training camps, and you got training mm-hmm. camp, and they will work heavily throughout that process 
to get it done. This is D'Amico Ryan's first year, so I don't think he wants too much error of the things he can control. And I think that he can control whether or not he calls plays. And so, again, I look at that situation, understanding that in the past, Matt Burke wasn't necessarily a good D.C. in Miami. However, things have changed. Situations are different. Um, and, I, again, I think that Matt Burke will get an opportunity to call plays uh, at some point if those things are not working out and, and the Texans are not thriving defensively. I can see D'Amico Ryan stepping in. He also talked about evaluating quarterbacks and do you evaluate them based off their experience or system they play in. Now, this was very interesting. I think when you evaluate quarterbacks, different quarterbacks can do a lot of different things. I think the system is built around the quarterback as opposed to trying to fit a quarterback into a certain system. They're going to get their quarterback this year. Mm. And then they'll only, build around it. Only if they had that same philosophy about, what, three years ago? Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, oh, <laughs> but he also, in that same quote, he did mention that um, it's all about players, the players that you have, not only at quarterback but receiver. What does that guy do well? Linebackers, what do they do well? As coaches, you put guys in positions to be successful. It's not about a system per se. It's about just making sure that a player has the right tools and you're putting him in the right spot where he can thrive. Houston will get their quarterback this year and they will build a system around him. I think that's fair to say. And, and I think that they have a good idea of the quarterback quarterbacks <laughs> that they want on this team. And so I keep saying it and I can't step away from it. I think Houston will have a wild moment in free agency. I really do. And I think that wild moment will come uh, at the expense of a player that will really help this team out. And we look at whether or not it will come from a, you know, playing of the defensive tackle because they need help with stopping the run or upgrading at the wide receiver position. They have a plan in place. I've never felt in the past two seasons that they had a plan. They have a plan in place. They do now. And I believe that they will build it from the ground up per se we're building a system, which makes sense because if you look at what Kyle Shanahan has been able to do in San Fran, you've had the likes of Brock Purdy we just saw, Jimmy Garoppolo, mm. Trey Lance. Uh, uh, I forgot the other quarterback they had to step in when those quarterbacks got hurt a couple of years ago. But they've always been able to be somewhat successful and competitive because of the system that's built around their team. I think that's the biggest takeaway from – uh, Kyle Shanahan that D'Amico Ryans has. Build the system and everything else will fall in place. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans. John and I are going to continue our countdown to free agency, looking at every single position as we discuss whether or not these potential prospects make sense for the Houston Texans. Um, Today, we're looking at the wide receiver group. And, John, I understand that this is a team that needs a lot of help at that position group. However, in terms of what free agents I think the Houston Texans should go after in free agency, I'm going with a guy they should just bring back, Chris Moore. Um, I understand that this is a team that needs, uh, you know, more so of a number one wide receiver. I think they're going to have an opportunity to get that in the draft. 
Um, not only that, you also got to take into consideration the departure of Brandon Cooks. However, over the last two years, when you take a look at the eventual one guy, departure. Yeah, yeah, eventual departure, uh, excuse me. But over the last two years, when you take a look at one guy who has been a consistent factor for the Houston Texans, um, not just in the wide receiving core, but through all position group, has been Chris Moore. Over the last two years, this guy has redefine his career um in two years with the houston texans have recorded 775 yards four touchdowns and on several occasions especially those times where you didn't have brandon cooks you didn't have nico collins um you know this year unfortunately all throughout the season you did not have john mentioning um chris moore stepped up and was this team's number one wide receiver we know that he played a big role in the texans nearly pulling off an upset against the dallas cowboys um, towards the end of the 2022 campaign. Um, so when, when you take a look at Chris Moore, this is a guy you could play inside, you could play on the outside, and you know he's going to give you that production. Plus, as I mentioned, you know me, love free agency, um, love veterans that could come in and actually be a tool that these young guys can use. Chris Moore can actually be one of those players as well. Yeah, man, listen, I think Chris Moore did a lot to bring himself back for another year he was dependable hmm. he's like he's one of those nick casario guys though smart dependable <laughs> uh go out there and make some play no and, and, I, and i'm serious man he deserves another year with the houston texans if not with houston you know he's one of those guys where good luck to wherever you go right mm -hmm. because you you come in and you are a pro about your job i've talked about who i think houston should target uh in free agency and i do believe that that's dj chalk Mm -hmm. Um, for the currently he played for, well, recently played for the uh Detroit Lions and Alan Lazard. I wouldn't be necessarily mad at as well. I think that depending on what Aaron Rodgers does in Green Bay, he could be looking for a new home, and this could be his last chance at a big payday in a sense. So, Houston again, we I just talked about the system that D'Amico Ryan's and Nick, Nick Casario will try to build around his team on both sides of the ball. Uh, and it starts with wide receivers. Both of those guys mentioned the wide receiver position, hmm. like how important it is to build depth and, and be able to attack teams vertically and horizontally. They understand that this team has missed uh, a certain dynamic from this group since the trading of DeAndre Hopkins, when really since the trading of uh, uh, well, PD suspension of Will Fuller. It was back on the trading block, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I guess look, just come home. I guess um, he another one. Most of the people we had problems with no longer in that building. Just saying. But do you want to spend that much money on a? Absolutely not. I was about to say because no. he's definitely not the player he was down here in yeah. the city of Houston. Yeah, and then I think he's going to be asking for too much that Houston can't afford right mm -hmm. now. I want to pivot really quick. The biggest story from Wednesday's uh, combine. Ooh. Wasn't Nick? Uh, wasn't uh, D'Amico Ryan's? It was Jalen Carter. Um, a lot of legal issues and arrest warrant was issued uh, due to his involvement of a crash that unfortunately ended the lives of some Georgia staff members and, and I think a teammate. Um, it's tragic, and he fled the scene after they were uh, racing. So right now he has been charged with misdemeanor charges of reckless driving. Um, no DUI, and so that's that's good. But uh, Demico Ryan did mention that he did not get a chance to speak with 
uh, Jalen Carter. Just wanted to mention that to you guys that from Wednesday, as much as we are here to talk about uh, D'Amico Ryans, that was the biggest story from that day. And the Texans did meet with TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston. Um, Party on the hill. Yeah, according to our good friend uh, Aaron Wilson. So a lot to take away, and Cody and I will discuss Continue to discuss D'Amico Ryan's and Nick Asirio. I think that's fair. And I think the overall tone from both of those men throughout the past two days is they're not looking to have a down year. Hmm. Uh, if it happens, it happens. I'll say that. But I think that both of them have a mindset of we have an opportunity to make this team competitive right now. And let's go out there and do that. And let's get some wins in your first year. Because Nick Asirio desperately needs it. <laughs> Thank you guys for checking out today's show. <clears throat> Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked on Texans and also subscribe to the YouTube page as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.